Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 4, Episode 4, On a Wing and a Prayer. The original air date for this episode was December 5th, 1988. It was directed by... Uh, Charles Carell, and written by John Welpley, a couple of regulars. Um, why don't we get into this episode in brief? Uh, in this episode, MacGyver and Jack head into Central America to rescue Pete and a nun uh, from a band of revolutionaries. Right, and this is, I think, the second time that's happened. Yeah, this is the second time Pete's nun... Well, uh, Pete went in with MacGyver last time. Right, right. They went in together to retrieve the nuns. For some reason, they came separate this time, even uh, though everything worked out well last time. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, why didn't Pete bring Mac along on this one? Maybe they didn't realize the revolutionaries were such a problem. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's basically the story of the episode, and, and it starts with Pete's already been captured. We don't even get like a cold yeah. open of him like screwing up and getting caught. It's... Yeah, he's been captured, he's with a nun who's not Sister Margaret. Right, like, Sister Clara this time. Yeah, but uh, they mentioned Sister Margaret, that, right. that Clara works for her. Uh, for those of you who don't remember, Sister Margaret was the kind of love interest for Pete. Yeah. And was it Road Not Taken? Right. Uh, yes, or, Road Not Taken. Yeah, so uh, it's kind of a... It was like... I, I imagine they just wanted to, the, to rekindle that in some way, but maybe they thought it was too much. Yeah. Um, but they wanted to stick with the But nun. this girl doesn't play a, a semi-love interest to either one of them. Correct. Where last time they were both in love with one of the sisters. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so this time... And not only do we not see Pete getting caught, but we also miss out on... Uh, a murder that takes place. Correct. We're sort of coming into the aftermath of, of a, a traitor to the revolutionary cause having been murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just told the nun everything about the revolutionary's plan. So yeah. now the nun knows what they're planning to do. And she was trying to save the guy's life when she was captured. Right. Um, and she was captured by, uh, Captain Santina, who is a, a female guerrilla with and pretty much the head of the military force of the revolutionaries. Right. She's not in charge, but she's in charge of the soldiers. Yeah, and it seems like she has a major crush, crush on the guy who is in charge. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I, I almost feel like she had more of a crush on the guy who got shot, Enrique. Um, but she, I think she certainly... Yeah, uh, she does seem upset about it. Yeah, but, um, but she definitely is, like, infatuated with... Uh, Raphael Every Berlin. time he speaks, she's just smiling from yeah, the sidelines. Yeah. She she is she is definitely there's something going on. Yeah, but it's maybe more his ideals. I feel right. Yeah, because um, the country is called Baraka, uh, and it's I, th- I think they say it's in Central America. I right, there is a Baraka in Brazil, um, but it's but this is supposed to be the country of Baraka. Correct. Uh, and they're not speaking Portuguese. And they're supposed to be in Central America, mm-hmm. according to the plot, not South. Uh, so, as uh, Pete and Clara are kind of like taken to a tent and being told, like you know, that they're that they're basically prisoners, um, and that, but uh, they believe that Enrique may have told them something. Right. So that's why they're holding him. Otherwise, they wouldn't have. They, the the whole the whole thing started when Sister Clara tried to help Enrique after he had been shot. Yeah. Uh, and we don't know by who. Yeah. But uh, we will find out. Um, but and, they basically tell her you tried to save the wrong guy. Exactly. That was a mistake on your part. Uh, and so, uh, as, uh, Pete and Sister Clara are put in a tent privately, Sister Clara confesses in Pete, to Pete that what Enrique told her was that there's a bomb that's about to go off. 
at the presidential palace correct where there's supposed to be some kind of a meeting between america and the leaders of barack correct yeah they're, they're negotiating some kind of peace talks and i think opening the doors for democracy right what america does best really so why wouldn't revolutionaries bomb the palace while they're having peace talks right because that just helps everyone yeah it does not make life worse for anyone that's for sure uh during all this uh macgyver now has gotten word that we don't see this but macgyver's gotten word that pete's been captured right and so he goes to jack yeah he refuses to use commercial airlines for any reason right and well, jack uh, will fly him for free yeah but i mean write it off dude phoenix foundation's going to reimburse you mm-hmm. that you're saving their president <laughs> So, but he, uh, he decides that he needs to go to Jack and ask for a favor. Um, and Jack is like standing on the docks, loading up his car with a bunch of, or his seaplane with a bunch of frozen food. Mm-hmm. And, and booze. Yeah. And booze. It looks like the, the same seaplane from Endangered, which is apparently a, a popular, um, plane rental, seaplane rental in the Vancouver area. Right. Um, but it's not the exact same plane. It has a different number on the tail, but it's very similar. It's just missing the logo on the back. Yeah, like the the, the painting style of the plane is like a very yeah. Like it's so similar that it's like it's got to come from yeah, the same. Yeah, it's clearly line. rented from the same company. Yeah. Um, these uh, frozen pizza and booze is bound for San Clemente Island, which is one of the, one of the Channel Islands. Like. Right. And um, and because there are people stationed on the Channel Islands. But it's kind of weird that this concept of uh, that he's bringing food to the navy this way, like yeah. he's like he's like pri- being privately contracted by sailors on the island for junk food that's not military ra- rations. Right. Yeah. And the, this plane actually has the word Dalton painted on it, like mm-hmm. professionally. Yeah. Which is uh, a step up. But the building that he's operating out of has giant cardboard signs that say Dalton Sea and Air, mm-hmm. because now he's got a seaplane. This is where I started to think that maybe. Jack Dalton was a, a precursor to Blue. <laughs> but then someone else was pointing out on the, on uh, Reddit that um, he may have actually been the inspiration for Monterey Jack from Rescue Rangers, which kind of makes sense because Dale is supposed to be like Magnum P.I. Mm-hmm. to Chip's Indiana Jones. But then he also, like, he wears, like, goggles. Like, it's a different style of hat than... Like, yeah, Blue yeah, is yeah. wearing, like, similar to what Jack always wears. Right. Except for he's got, like... A safari shirt instead of like, yeah, and, and if anything, Chip has more of a flight jacket. Wears a flight jacket. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but just the the image of him at the end of this dock and like from the same angle that they always showed higher for higher on mm-hmm. Tailspin, it Absolutely. just seems like it seems like it could have been a clear inspiration for it. But um, but yeah, so he's loading up all this frozen food and Max like, hey, I need a favor, and Jack doesn't even get it. He's yeah. just like, what do you mean, from who? <laughs> from who? Who do you need a favor from? <laughs> what are you talking about? And he's like, from you, Jack. From, from me? From moi? Like, he, <laughs> he's so excited about this idea that that Jack can finally help MacGyver yeah. with something. Uh, because it's always the other way around. Yeah. Um, I also think this would have been a great opportunity for MacGyver to have, like, tricked Jack into something. Yeah, that would have been funny, yeah. Um, so, Jack, there's some treasure in yeah. Central America that we got to go collect it. And then they get there and it's like, oh, there's, you said there was treasure. I said botanists. What? <laughs> no, you didn't. Not at all. <laughs> botanists, treasure. Yeah, I could see how you could confuse that. Uh, so, Jack is obviously more than willing to help 
MacGyver with this problem. Yeah. And so we kind of do a hard cut to them already flying. Yeah. And MacGyver is hot wiring a garage door opener to the plane. Not the opener itself. It's more just like the electronics of the radio receiver. Right. Uh, but the, it's it's for a part of a plan that we haven't seen yet, or we, we will, but we will. But what's really weird is that apparently they're going to go in under the disguise that they are arms dealers. Right. Coming in with like a sample case. And somehow Jack had... Apparently, yeah, they already went to San Clemente. Yeah. He, he traded the frozen pizza and beer for rocket launchers. Yeah, a Viper rocket launcher and a bunch of ammunition for it not just like an empty rocket launcher so so these navy sailors just had like took military u.s military hardware and traded it for, for frozen pizza yep that's that's basically <laughs> what they're saying happened here um and so in the meantime like uh macgyver's kind of like getting him him his like own disguise put on like slicking his hair back into a ponytail yep and he puts on these glasses yeah like like aviator shooting glasses yeah you know, like the, the yellow tint yeah uh he looks kind of like macgyver will towards the end of the series yeah yeah or what like walter Sobchak. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> like as soon as you see him um at this point in Come the uh, Come <laughs> i'm staying i'm finishing my coffee <laughs> uh we now get to see the leader of the revolutionaries a guy named Raphael. yeah and he drives into the the kind of like a shanty base camp for the revolutionaries and gives like a rousing speech you know viva viva la revolution liberation, uh, liberation. yeah um and santina like you get to see how how santina she's is. so excited to see him speak mm-hmm. and it, he's he, the actor here is garwin sanford who had just played durst in rock the cradle yeah so i think that might have been the last jack episode mm-hmm. um but yeah so we've had him fairly fairly recently as a bad guy but he did a good job on that one so yeah got to come back but he was wearing that that plastic mask, so he really couldn't tell. Right, who it was. exactly. Totally changed his face. <laughs> um, uh, Santina has like a sh- short aside with Raphael and is kind of upset, like expresses how upset she is about Enrique being killed, um, and that she didn't understand why he would turn on their cause uh, so suddenly. Yeah. Um, so she already has some doubts, and she was hoping she would get a clear answer from him that yeah. would just like assuage her. But he, she doesn't, yeah, because yeah. he's not really able to explain it away very well. And and he also just says like, "You have the prisoners. I want to talk to them because I need to know what they know of what yeah, they've told Yeah, and then he says, people. "Oh, so." And he thinks that she killed the traitor, and she's like, "No, no, he was he was dead when I got there." Yeah. Um, playing dumb. I mean, like this. I don't want to spoil it. I guess I guess it really doesn't matter if you're if we're if we're people are listening. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he knows more than he's letting on. Yeah. So as Raphael comes into, I say Raphael or should I say Raphael? Um, I, I say Raphael like more like Ninja Turtle, right? As opposed to like Raphael, which is probably more accurate. Ninja Tortuga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming Ninja is the same in Spanish. Yeah. Um, but uh, Raphael doesn't believe that Pete and Clara don't know anything. They're they're both like staying quiet about what they know about the bomb, and so he gives them an ultimatum. Of taking them to the levee. Right. <laughs> At which point... One of the henchmen should have said. <laughs> but the, the levee is dry. <laughs> Come on, guys, you know. You okay. know, from that song. It just got here because we're a Central American country. Yes. <laughs> uh, so. All over the radio. Um, so Raphael puts Pete 
to his knees and demands that he know to, to find out what he knows. And when he won't tell him, he shoots him. Yeah. Like, right, like right in the lung. Yeah, it gets referred to as a shoulder shot a couple times, but it's very clearly like right through the top of his rib cage. Yeah, it's it's a pretty intense shot. But also, and and they make they make it seem like he's been losing a lot of blood the whole time, but the wound never gets much bigger than like this. Like the blood yeah. spreads out to about here, and then it stops. Right. So right. it seems like he's not actually bleeding that much. And why aren't they putting like a like bandages on yeah some kind of a tourniquet so that they're not killing their pow um uh it's at now sister clara is too afraid for pete that he might get shot again so she reveals everything that she knows that if i'm not mistaken this is the second time he's been shot on the show right didn't didn't he get shot in nightmares Uh, in that parking lot in like his first episode i don't remember if he got shot i can't remember either now I don't remember if he's ever been shot. He's definitely taken a lot of damage. Yeah. He's been electrocuted by quail. He's been punched by uh, the, 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 what's his face when they were trying to kidnap the other presidential leader. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, so he's definitely, he definitely gets into the fight. I guess these karate classes that he took didn't, didn't Well, that, those, those two episodes were both before the karate classes. The karate classes at the end of the episode where they're trying to kidnap the, the right. ambassador. But apparently they didn't help him out in this situation. Yeah. Um. He didn't karate the bullet away. <laughs> yeah, karate. Um, so uh, at this point, with Pete down on the ground, and uh, the plane now flies overhead with MacGyver and Jack inside. And this causes, of course, the soldiers to just swarm onto their makeshift runway, which apparently they had a makeshift runway. Right. So it's a, it's a good thing. Um, I imagine that that's how they're getting all their arms then. Yeah. If they have enough to create a makeshift runway. They, they must expect Especially planes. since MacGyver did have some kind of a connection to their arms dealer, so... Right. Um, because Jack, as, as they get as they like exit the plane, Jack has to explain who they are and what they're doing there. Yeah. And he's giving them all kinds of information. You know, Jack using his silver tongue and, and basically convinces them that not only are they friends of their friends, but they're here to sell some weapons. Yeah. And they let them have a demonstration of uh, the Viper missile launcher, which Santina already knows how to use. Yeah. Uh, she she you demonstrates. He her. tries to show her, and she just takes it, loads it, fires it. Yeah, yeah. She she knows what she's doing, and uh, there's a lot of fun banter because like they start like negotiating price, and you know if you buy fifty, we'll give you twenty percent off. It's I assume awesome. if you give me a hundred, I'll get a thirty percent discount. Yeah, yeah. Um, and MacGyver has to uh, play up this like really sleazy character, even when Santina is trying to show how yeah. passionate she is about protecting people. And not wanting these weapons. Yeah, like he's Iver. playing the Lord of War, Nicolas Cage character. Yeah. Just like, hey, look, I don't care what's happening with these weapons. I'm just delivering them. It's just a job for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's she's automatically just disgusted with him. Yeah, because she's just like, these weapons, like, your country is flooding our country with these weapons. And all they're being used for is, like, killing and yeah. making things worse for our country. That's why we're bombing the president. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. That doesn't make sense. Uh. So MacGyver uh, asks if he can go like freshen up somewhere, and there's like a small like showering. She's stall. like, "Yeah, we have a we have um, a tiny bathroom right over there by the weapons. By the weapons, <laughs> don't don't get the weapons wet." Yeah. Um, in the meantime, Jack is uh, talking professional with Raphael about the price and uh, like different kinds of other weapon options that they have uh, that they have available. 
Because, like, they, they only display the missile launcher, but Jack's got all this documentation for all these other weapons that he could potentially supply them right. if they can make He's a deal. He's got a whole catalog. Mm-hmm. And then MacGyver ducks under a tent because none of these tents are fastened to the ground in mm-hmm. any way. And, they're, and they're, yeah, it's just, they're just on the dirt. Yeah. Like, uh, and th- which is odd because this area seems very moist. Yeah. Like, it just seems like it's frequently raining. So this, this but those gorillas are always on the move, so maybe that's true. Maybe that that's just the only way they can make those tents. But so he ducks under the tent and he and he pops into surprise, um, Clara and Pete, and then he unties their very loose ties. Yeah, very loose ropes. They they could have just slipped out at any time. Yeah, um, and then he basically tells them like, is it here where he tells them to call the guard in? Yeah. Yeah. Bef- before he takes the kerosene lamp, right? Yeah, yeah, because okay. they, they need to... The initial plan was to try to sneak, see if they could sneak out in front of the guard. Right. After they knock him out, but MacGyver says that's not going to work out. So they need a distraction. Um, and that's when MacGyver takes the, the kerosene lamp, sneaks back out of the tent, and, and just... And basically just hucks it at the weapons. Oh, man, yeah. It's just it's a really good throw, too. Yeah, and it, well, I mean, it's a lit kerosene lamp, so it's full of oil, and it's got an open flame, and he's throwing it on a bunch of boxes that are dry because they're under a cover, mm-hmm. and they're wooden boxes, so of course everything's going to just burn. And uh, then, of course, arms start exploding. Yeah. <laughs> and the weapons, too. And weapons, yeah. <laughs> but mostly human arms. Just... <laughs> Um, uh, so the guards panic, and at this point, Raphael hears all the, uh, the commotion, and says, what's that? And Jack, <laughs> Jack stands up and says, must be my friend taking inventory, and then Jack punches Raphael out. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so MacGyver with Pete and Clara start sneaking out, and Jack now meets up with them. At the plane. Mm, well, like they, they, well, they all book it for the plane. They all book it for the plane, but they use the, this is where we get to see what happens with the garage door opener is that MacGyver had tied it into the plane's starter so that it could get warmed up and, and ready for takeoff before they... So they didn't have to get into yeah. the plane and then warm it up. Um, which really didn't really save them... Didn't seem to save them much time. No. Because the plane activating is what drew the guards back to the plane anyway. Yeah. Um, so uh, the guards come running back towards the plane just... It might have they, even been better if if one of them had been hiding in the plane. Like, yeah. if Jack was hiding in the plane... But then they needed someone to distract them, I guess, while they went and yeah, yeah. freed Pete and them. So they all board the plane, and they start moving down the, the, the runway, but all the soldiers start opening fire at them as they're going, and the plane starts taking a lot of hits. Um, but not enough to keep them from getting airborne. So once they're up, they start having engine trouble. Like the, the It starts sputtering, the oil pressure is dropping. Yeah, they got shot in the fuel line again, or the oil line the again. The oil line, which... I guess I'm. I guess he's, he must have had spare oil. Because that's, that's not that's not something that's. Like, yeah, they would have had to replace it to get back up in the air. Yeah, they they never talk about it. They just talk about losing the oil pressure. Yeah. Um. And so the plane starts coming down a couple. About maybe only, he started putting the uh, the brake fluid into the. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that'll work. That'll work. Uh. <laughs> so same as in the beginning of uh, the enemy within. Um. So the plane only makes it eight miles. That's as far as they got. They got up over a mountain, which which bought them a little bit of like distance. Yeah. But uh, they've only made it a couple miles, and they landed in uh, some marshland. It's like yeah, it's like a little lagoon, but it doesn't. Uh, it's not long enough a runway for them to stop, so they end up running aground and mm-hmm. slicing open a pontoon at the end of the right. at the end of the lake. Uh, 
which which we both agreed that that gash in the pontoon would have no effect on the flight whatsoever. Yeah, it's, if it was like it, if it was underwater, if they'd had an underwater shot where it sliced into the rock and then yeah. they indicated that like, oh, now that pontoon is full of water and it's making it so heavy that you can't take off. But mm-hmm. it's like the cut was above the water level, so it wouldn't affect anything except maybe aerodynamics yeah. slightly. It didn't seem like something they would need to repair. Exactly. So the the we come back in and the you know the plane's damaged and they're kind of assessing what what's going on. Mac looks and sees that the oil line's been damaged. There's the gash in the pontoon. And they wait until now to fill MacGyver in on the fact that oh by the way, um, the presidential palace is going to get blown up. Yeah, tomorrow. exactly. Um, it's like oh well we'll radio, we'll radio it in. Oh we can't because of the, the mountains. Yeah. But. The radio was strong enough to be received by a local scout who saw the plane come down nearby, but didn't. I, I don't know if maybe he didn't even report it. Yeah. Um, but if they'd have told him this up front, like right when he went to rescue them, then he would have been able to radio this as they were coming over the mountain. Correct. But they didn't do that. So. No, they didn't do that. So now that now they're on the clock, they got six hours until the bomb goes off, and five hours until Raphael and his men make it to them. Right. Because. Everyone's radios are on the same frequency, so they're picking up all the cross chatter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which is you know that's how radio that's how radios work. There's yeah. only one. There's radio only one frequency. channel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so that, what that, channel you want? The channel? Why? <laughs> oh, my phone's It's like fifties television. There was <laughs> just one channel, really. Uh, so they start trying to figure out how they're going to fix the plane. Uh, with the pontoon, they start melting down some of the uh, rubber from the life vests right. that Jack has on board. Um, I don't know. I guess they patched the fuel line, but Jack had to remove a piece of the the strut of the airplane, and like they had, they were heating it over a fire so he could bang it out. Yeah, it was like this is. It, it, there's a lot of stuff. Like you it, need this for flight. It, it's it's very reminiscent to um uh the uh, final approach. No, no, no. I was gonna uh the the African Queen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. When, when they they damage the boat and they have to like over a flame heat up. This, this piece of metal to, yeah. to, to fix it. Um, uh, but, you know, getting... You know, we, it's, not, it's not an easy thing to do, too, because the fire has to be hot. So that means you have to let it burn for a while and get it down to the hot embers yeah. uh, before you can actually start using it to heat metal. Yeah. And so Jack's banging that out. They're, they're kind of keeping, keeping an eye on Pete. Um, Santina now gets close enough that she actually calls into them and asks for them to give themselves up. Right. And MacGyver's like, eh, I'm not going to do that. Will you give yourselves up? Yeah. Even though we have no leverage. Um, and this is where MacGyver reveals that Enrique, I don't know how MacGyver knew, but Enrique was shot in the back by Raphael. Right. Um, I don't I don't remember them telling MacGyver this. Um, I don't know how I he I think got he just made it up so that he could get on her good side. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he made it up. Because she's already really upset with him because uh, during the convoy to reach MacGyver in the plane... They got stuck in the mud, right. and Raphael's like berating his men. Is like you're incompetent. I thought you thought you were soldiers and you know how to get through situations like this. Yeah. And Santina has to like defend her own men. Yeah, she's like these are the best people available. Yeah. So if they're not able to do it, then what you're asking for is unreasonable. Yeah, and they're here to support you and our cause. And they're not he, here to kill random foreigners who are just trying to escape with their lives. Yeah, exactly. The, the, this whole this whole situation is leaving a very sour taste in Santina's mouth. Yeah. And. Uh, so, with them getting closer, they're running out of time, and they they're trying to figure out now how to get the plane off the the ground because there's not enough water for the seaplane to take off, 
And so Mac's plan is to have Jack rev the engine up as much as possible with the plane tied down. So at yeah. least like the engine can get uh, up to speed. The highest RPMs before they even let go. Right. But Jack says that that's still not enough. Like right. it, you, that we would need some kind of additional boost. Um, he calls it jet assisted takeoff. But they also have, yeah, Jado jet assisted takeoff, but they also have wheels. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's because the ground's so, like uneven. I guess. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it seems like, it doesn't seem like a big of a problem yeah. as it should be. Um, but when uh, Jack says jet assisted takeoff, it MacGyver remembers that they got the missiles still from the rocket launcher that they haven't been fired, and I just I just like the reaction of MacGyver going the Vipers, and Jack goes the Vipers, like like he realizes yes that's a brilliant idea. Or he's like snakes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> MacGyver's just covered in snakes. The Vipers. He's just draping snakes over the plane in the next <laughs> shot. How is this gonna help MacGyver? Just shut up. Yeah, Vipers. Vipers. Uh, so. And then Luke Chen comes in. <laughs> Luke Chung. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, yeah. We're really we're <laughs> confused because of his name is spelled two different ways. Uh, so as the soldiers start to get closer, they start to set up some mortars and bombard around the plane. It seems like these guys don't want to kill anybody either because they miss by a long they shot. They miss a lot. And they only brought two rounds. Yeah. Because <laughs> the rest of them all got blown up. Uh but then you would think you would make those two rounds count. Yeah. Rather than just, unless they were just trying to deter them from taking off. Like, well. But they clearly weren't because Raphael goes off on them. He's like, yeah. what are you doing? Uh, so they rev up the plane and it's now like pulling on the line. They've got it tied down to a rock. Yeah. And they got some kind of like slip knot. That's supposed to, he's supposed to just be able to yank it and let it go. Right. But <laughs> I guess Jack tied it wrong. Yeah. He's like, your slip knot's not slipping. <laughs> Uh, so Jack, uh, sorry, MacGyver is forced to crawl into uh, underneath the frame of the plane. Yeah, and just and, sit on the pontoons. Yeah, and then starts just cutting away at the at the rope. Yeah. Um, they had uh, they had rigged up the Vipers to the rocket launchers, which is weird. You have to break this piece of metal. Yeah. Like I don't get quite how it was working. It, when he takes apart the rocket launcher, he says like the fuse for the igniter. Is a is this little glass globe, and when it shatters, it bridges the circuit somehow right. and, and ignites the igniters. Um, so once they get the plane untied, Jack has to smash these two little orbs with a hammer, mm -hmm. which ignites the the two missile launching rockets. And I've hope I'm assuming that they've taken the charges out, yeah, um, the explosive charges out. Uh, and so the plane starts zooming down the water, and with the soldiers opening fire. Yeah. But this time not hitting anything vital, including MacGyver hanging out underneath Right, the plane. yeah, yeah. Um, they don't cut his fuel line. Um, you know, they, they use this opening sequence, in the opening sequence, this plane taking off with the sparks. Was there also the shot of when he's doing the hot wiring inside the plane? Is that in the I'm, opening? I'm not sure. I'm Maybe trying to not. remember. I think the, the wiring I'm thinking of actually shows the arcing. Yeah. Um, they, used, they used wiring from, like, Deathlock. Of him putting the things in and screwing it tight. And maybe that shot from the escape when the ice melts enough that the electricity is arcing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to remember now. I think they flipped the image for the opening sequence of the plane flying. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I feel, I feel like in this it's, it's flying left to right, and in the opening sequence I feel like it's flying the other way. Yeah. I'll have to rewatch it. But, so the plane takes off. And now Raphael is even more furious. He's yelling at Santina. 
like, what are you doing? This is, this, you guys are the worst, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Everyone who works for me is terrible. You're all yeah. fired. Um, and Santina's had enough. She just tells her men to take him. And they immediately do it because at this point they have more loyalty to her than yeah. him. And, and Raphael's... It's like, let's be- show this guy exactly how terrible we are at our jobs. Yeah. And so, of course, Raphael is dragged away saying, I'm going to have you all shot. Yeah. All, all of you are dead. Um, it's like, who are you going to order to do that? Like, we're the people you're talking about. We are your army. We are We are now in control. Yeah. Uh, and Santina gives, like, the plane as it escapes, like, a half smile. Like, like yeah. yeah, you guys got away. Um, and while they're flying, they radio in to the local airport. But they only have 15 minutes to get to the bomb. Yeah. That's not a lot of time. It's enough time to evacuate the building. But I that's so. not what they do, because the next day in the paper, they talk about how Santina actually showed up to help negotiate. Yeah. So it's like... like that, that they're, they're going... Here's what I don't understand. So the president, I believe it's President Montoya... Right. Um, ...is engaging in peace talks. So to me, what I'm getting from this is that this president is not a real president. He wasn't elected. He's a dictator using the name president... Right. ...to make himself sound important. And that's why this revolution is fighting him, because he's just a dictator. Yeah. But then the newspaper says that Montoya allows elections. Right. So he he's allowing himself to get voted out? Well, he didn't say that. He said he's allowing elections. That's Until true. the votes come back and it turns out they don't want him, and then yeah. he will disallow. It's like how Putin always wins his elections. Yeah, he's got an amazing record, that yeah. guy. This Everyone... country must really love him. <laughs> If we have any Russian listeners, why don't you let us know how much you love Vladimir Putin? Because it seems like he's just got the most amazing track record. Actually, I don't want to get any of you in trouble, so don't yeah, don't write in. Yeah, use a use a use a VPN. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, the, the the kind of button on this is that uh, Baraka is going to be a more democratic country, America, and and so. Jack is, and it's, like, you were talking about how weirdly lit this scene is. Yeah. It's really dark. There's bars, like, on the windows so that everything is striped up mm-hmm. and down. Uh, it's, it's like they were trying to make it seem like it was sunset, as yeah. if it made a difference. Like, they're obviously... And Pete's office just has Venetian blinds. Yeah. Or vertical blinds. Vertical blinds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's like, it made no sense for it to be any, that, to, like, a specific time of day, because Pete's already back to work. Like, he's... Yeah. He's already recovered from the He's not his even shot. like in a sling like he would normally be yeah. at the end of one of these episodes. So this is like this is like a week or two later. Yeah. And uh, so then Jack is just making sure, "Oh, Pete, you're okay. Like no no stiffness, no trouble, no 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 labor breathing. Your heart's good." He's like, yeah, why? He's like, oh, because I got this bill here for you for my plane." It's like, he's like, "Don't worry about it, big guy." <laughs> big guy? <laughs> yeah. Pete's all insulted. And he's uh, so furious about having to pay a bill. It's like, "You guys wrecked his plane he flew to central america to save your life yeah. and then he's like hey macgyver next time you think about doing me a favor do me a favor and don't, don't. yeah it's like okay so he needs re- reimbursement for the fuel the plane damage whatever whatever he lost when he negotiated for the pizza and beer for a rocket launcher yeah because clearly whatever that pizza and beer worth was worth at least two million dollars worth of military hardware and also what was pete's plan was he going to walk out of the country with this none like he yeah. didn't already have a flight in place yeah he he went in there with no backup well that's what pete does though yeah pete, as pete is just like macgyver he likes to go in alone with no backup but i mean here's what must have happened literally he must have hired you know the pilot from 
from that episode where the girl's doing all the military uh, games. What was that episode? Uh, oh, Bushwhacked? Bushwhacked. So he hired the girl from Bushwhacked to just fly him over Baraka and just jumped out in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Found the nun. And he's like, all right, now we're going to leave. It's like, okay, what's the plan? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Um, well, well, hopefully MacGyver will save I, me. I'm a heavy set white guy. <laughs> You're a nun. We'll just privilege our way out of here. <laughs> Excuse me, we're Americans? <laughs> yeah, you need to let us through. And that's about it for this one. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an okay episode. Yeah, I, it's fun. I, I, anytime MacGyver and Jack are getting into some, some excitement, like, yeah. it's, it's always good. They didn't really have as many silly moments here as they usually get. Though. Yeah, but um. but we get to see like Jack having fun playing a role of of this arms dealer, and there's a really great moment we kind of like gloss over real quick, but where uh, Raphael is kind of like saying to Jack, "Oh, you Americans, you always got a plan," and Jack goes, uh, "Business major, USC," and Raphael yeah. <laughs> Raphael goes, "Political science, Berkeley." I was like, "Oh, Berkeley." And after Jack punches him out, he goes, Berkeley. Because <laughs> I guess the fighting program at Berkeley isn't what it used to be. Yeah. So um, I kind of wonder if that was Jack BS or if he was really, had, was a really a business major. Yeah. Like if that's part of his I don't know, it seems character. like he's always trying to put a business together. Yeah. And it's usually the same business, like shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, shipping. So he, re- he refuses to ship anything legal. <laughs> <laughs> always smuggling that, that yeah. Jack Dalton. He would have been so bored delivering those frozen goods. Yeah. He was, he was so grateful for MacGyver to show up and be like, what? You need weapons? That's not what I said. Well, that's why he was getting that rocket. <laughs> that's why he was getting the rocket launcher. Yeah. That had to be it. He, the whole thing was to get that rocket launcher so he could sell it yeah. to someone else. Yeah. But then he, it's kind of funny, too, because it's like MacGyver was like, hey, I never said we needed weapons. And it's like, what were you going to show up with frozen pizzas? Like, hey, we can get you weapons. Right now all we have is pasta and... <laughs> Dude, and, do you guys uh, like lean cuisines? Do you guys feel like chicken tonight? <laughs> <laughs> not, not especially. Uh, this has all gone bad because your airplane is not refrigerated and you flew here from America. Um, Oddly enough, the beer is warm. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. It's all at room temperature now. Yep. It's perfect. But it's a good episode. Yeah, it, it was it's, fun. It's fine. Uh, it's maybe a little bit too similar to... Um, the road not taken for yeah. my taste, but it's still it's still a fun enough episode, and it does have different things mm-hmm. in it. But the pontoon thing still bothers me because they really wasted a lot of time fixing that. It really didn't save any time. In fact, they could have just probably stuffed the life jackets into the pontoon hole. Yeah, that would have been, been just as fine. Yeah. Also, like it just seems like you don't have duct tape or anything. Like yeah. it's really all it is is an aerodynamic problem. Like you're not going to sink because you have a scratch in the thing. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have let you scratch their rental plane for this production if that yeah, was going to yeah, yeah. permanently damage the plane. Um, but yeah, I think that's about everything for this one. Um, if you guys have any thoughts you'd like to share on this one or future episodes, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us on our website, phoenixfoundationpodcast.com, or on facebook.com slash phoenixfoundationpodcast. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Uh, tune in next week for Season 4, Episode 5, Collision Course. Yeah! crazy episode that I'm pretty sure was later adapted into Cars 2 so (laughs) we'll get into that uh, as the world turns yeah okay thank you for listening bye